We've had a little bit of a different morning here. I want to um, discharge to you in 10 minutes what was on my heart, and I'm going to couple this with Matt's scripture that he had. We devote ourselves to the public reading of scripture. I'm going to lift out one verse from what Matt was going to read, and as per usual, he's reading uh, a verse that was on my heart to uh, preach today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, since we know the fear of the Lord and understand the importance of obedience and worship, Amplified says, since we know the fear of the Lord and understand the importance of obedience and worship, comma, we persuade people to be reconciled to him, to be made right with God. But we are plainly known to God. He knows everything about us. And I hope that we are plainly known also in your consciousness, in your consciences, your God-given discernment. And the word of the fear of the Lord has come up three or four times in the last seven days. And I've lived enough life in the spirit to know that there's a theme that's, that's being prompted that's not just individual, but it's, that it's corporate. Knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Implication that we cannot know the fear of the Lord. It's possible for us to live in a reality of non-fear of the Lord. What a dangerous place to be. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of Wisdom, And so that means if I'm not living in the fear of the Lord, I'm not walking in. And the opposite of walking in wisdom is walking in foolishness. And the scriptures replete with the blessings for walking in wisdom and righteousness and the curses and the trial that come from walking in foolishness and unrighteousness and wickedness. Who wants to walk in wisdom? It starts with the fear of the Lord. Knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Why is that? Because when I came to know the fear of the Lord, I persuaded myself. I stopped living as if God was nowhere in sight. I began living like he was real, present, all the time. Watching every move that I make. Multiple different definitions of the fear of the Lord in Scripture First and foremost, I want to offer to you the common definition is reverential fear and awe. Revel- reverential awe of the Lord. I fear the sun. I reverence the sun, especially as I get closer to it because it is what it is. I have no other option but to fear the sun if I get close to it. Well, reverential awe is living in the reality of Proverbs chapter 5, 21. Go to Proverbs chapter 5, if you would. The book of wisdom. Proverbs 5, 21. In the middle of a warning for a son about going astray with a wayward woman, he says here in Proverbs 5, 21, why should he be warned? And he says, because of this, son, for your ways are in full view of the Lord. And he examines every 
single one of your paths. Think about that for a moment. I just watched a video of the Nuremberg trials back in 1946. 50,000 words of judgment for these Nazi officers read over the course of a day, day and a half. 50,000 words. It took from morning to evening one whole day to read the judgment. Nothing was left out except about 150,000 more words that mankind could not know. Only God knew the real judgment. Listen to me. Every single action, every careless word will be accounted for. And the reality is God is God in the dark, just like God is God in the light. I stand before you all with your eyes on me. But oh guys, at the midnight hour, I stand before the host of heaven and the eyes of God on me. And he who humbles himself in secret will be honored in public. And he who does wicked things in secret will be brought low in public. It's an undeniable law. Another definition for us, if you go back to Proverbs chapter 1. What is fear? Well, we know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, verse 7. It's the first proverb ever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fear is a choice. Look at verse 29 of chapter 1. They'll call to me, but I will not answer. They'll look for me, but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Options for us. If you go with me to chapter 8, the fear of the Lord in verse 13 of chapter 8 is defined as hating evil. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. The fear of the Lord, if you go to chapter 22, the fear of the Lord is, it says here in this translation, the fear of the Lord is humility. Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor in life. They're equivalent expressions. You can use one for the other one. If you're humble, you fear the Lord. If you're prideful, you do not fear the Lord. Humility is defined as fearing the Lord. Take a left with me back to Psalms. Psalms 1, 11. Verse 10. Here's some good scriptural definition for us. Psalms 111.10. To fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. The whole chapter of Psalms 112 unpacks that verse. And it starts off like this. Blessed are those who fear the Lord. Happy is the man, the woman who fears the Lord. What's another way to define that? Well, it says here, who finds great delight in his commands. Do you know how one of the ways we show that we fear the Lord is? It's by getting your nose in this book and doing what it says. And more than just obeying it, delighting in it. I saw a woman walking down the street in El Dorado the other day. Big, bold letters. I said this in house church. I do what I want. And I said, Yes, you do. And as I'm driving, I said, and I can write the rest of your life story. Because there's two types of people that are going to stand before the throne, C.S. Lewis says. 
Two sentences really are going to be summed up. Those to whom man says to God, my will be done. And who God, I, said, I said that backwards. Man says to God, thy will be done. And God says to man, your will be done. Two types of people. Those who say, I do what I want. And those that say, I do what Jesus wants as defined in his word. Who is the boss of you? I'm the boss of me. Or the Lord Jesus is the boss of me. I've been bought with a price. I do what he says. My life is not my own. I don't make decisions on morality based on what I feel. I cover my little puny brain with his word. My high-mindedness about sexuality, my high-mindedness about morality and life and, and all types of ethics are defined by this word. That's a man who fears the Lord. But you have to know what he says to be able to fear him. The fear of the Lord is, take one more right with me to Psalm, Isaiah 33. Look at this. Isaiah 33. The fear of the Lord is a treasure. Isaiah 33, 5. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with his justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. Look at this. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Another translation, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. It's the Lord's treasure that he gives. Another translation, the fear of the Lord is Zion's treasure. Now listen to me. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. we got to think about this here. The fear of the Lord is the key to the treasures of riches and salvation and wisdom and knowledge. All wisdom has been bound up now for us in a person. Tell me his name, everyone. He has, 1 Corinthians 1, become for us wisdom from God. Christ Jesus, Colossians 2, in whom are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge found. They're hidden in him. So you have to think about Christ. And I said this, it's like, a, it's like a big gun safe up here. Large, weighs a thousand pounds. And we have this gun safe is open, the door is open. And I take this vial of precious ointment, it's called wisdom. And I put this vial inside this gun safe and then I close the big door. And it's sealed and locked. Only those with the code get wisdom. Because it's found where? In whom, everyone? I didn't get intelligence apart from Christ. I got Christ. I didn't get patience apart from Christ. I didn't get gentleness or self-control. I got Christ. One gift. All of my... You have the mind of... Does that not blow your mind? We have the mind of Christ. But I've got the code to get into the safe. What's the code called, everybody? The fear of the Lord. I want to get wisdom. Well, I got to start cranking the fear of the Lord. I got to live in the darkness the same way I live in the light. I got to submit my mind to this word. Very few men and very few women fear the Lord today. 
The ones who do shine brightly. The ones who act the same before the Lord in the secret hour of the night shine very brightly because they're publicly honored. Which, pers- which person do you want to be? Which person are you willing to be? In Revelation 1 and 3 and 4 and 5, it says that there's a sevenfold spirit before the throne of the Lord. The seven spirits of the Lord, it says. Revelation doesn't unpack what those spirits are called. What is the full expression of the sevenfold spirit of God? To get that, we have to use the Bible to interpret the Bible. Let's finish here. Take a left to Isaiah chapter 11. We'll finish with this. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Who was that shoot that came from Jesse, everybody? His name was David and then Jesus. That's right. David and then, and then Jesus from David. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit, listen, the Spirit of the Lord, the God of Israel, will rest upon Jesus, on Him. The Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of understanding and the Spirit of counsel, number four, and the Spirit of might, number five, and the Spirit of knowledge, number six, and lastly, the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. And he, who's he? Jesus, he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Did you know that Jesus had the spirit of the fear of the Lord on him as a man? And did you know that Jesus did more than just obey? He delighted in the fear of the Lord. Because as a son and as a daughter, we're only doing what the Father is doing. We're only speaking what he is speaking. And so Jesus, as the template for us, said, my delight is in the fear of God. I'm only going to do what the Lord is doing in this moment. Did you know that the fear of the Lord is a spirit? So is the spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1. Did you know there's a spirit of heaviness, Isaiah chapter 61? The spirit of of wisdom and revelation, Ephesians 1, Paul prays for. You see, we've got this spiritual reality going on behind these physical shells. There's a spirit of the fear of the Lord. Is it resting upon you? Or is the spirit of fear? The spirit of the fear of the Lord makes us walk in holiness and purity, not because we have to, but because we have no other option. I don't fear the sun because I have to. I fear the sun because I have no other option as I get close. Isaiah fell down before the Lord when he saw him. I'm a dead man. Heeding correction makes you wise. Psalm 141, receiving oil on the head, anointing, is the same as receiving a rebuke from a righteous man, a righteous woman. Joanne Stotts did this one time years ago. I'll never forget. We're, in a, we're cleaning someone's apartment out. 
back in the day. I had a grumpy attitude about it. And she came to me and she says, brother, she, she looked me right in the eyes. Brother, I want you to, she doesn't remember this. Look at her, she's waiting. She, it's because it impacted me, weren't you? She said, brother, check your heart. You've got a bad attitude right now. Oh, did I want to tell her? Did I want to tell her about her attitude? Oh, I was so mad. So mad. But reality was she was a righteous sister. And she was 100% right. So I had two choices. I could get mad and angry. You don't know what you're talking about. Or I could take it. I could receive it as oil on my head. Well, by the grace of God, I received it. And guess what? I got a promotion in the spirit. I humbled myself. You know, oil on the head was always a sign of kingship. It was always a sign of promotion. And it says that's what a rebuke from a righteous brother or sister is like. Drew talked last week about body life together. Receive words from one another, brothers and sisters. I want to implore you as the body of Christ, don't kick those away. It says, my head will receive it. Psalm 141, you don't have to receive those words. My head will receive it. So I want to finish by saying, be open to the word of the Lord. Yes, in the scriptures, he has spoken. And be open to the word of the Lord in the mouths of your brothers and sisters. He is speaking. He has spoken and he is speaking. And if they are 98% wrong, then look for the 2%. Look for the little thing that even though that person is so emotional, they're so, they're like, they're so close to 100% wrong, I have every right to tell them why they're so wrong, but yet the Lord is allowing this criticism to come in my life. What's the 2% that he has? Uh, in 2 Samuel 16, there is uh, David fleeing from Absalom. His son was taking over the throne. David's fleeing Absalom, running away from Jerusalem. And up comes this man, this dog named Shimmy. It just sounds like an annoying guy, right? Shimmy comes up and he begins mocking David and pelting him with stones. And he begins pelting the king's court with stones. And he begins throwing mounds of dirt, handfuls of dirt, on all the king's procession as they're walking out of Jerusalem. And he says, Shimmy says, you murderer, the reason your kingdom is being handed over to your son Absalom is because you're a murderer. And Abishai, David's mighty man of war, says, look, let me go chop his head off right now. <laughs> He's irritating me. Come on. I'll go do it real fast. Just let me, and, and boy, all of us would be like, yeah, come on, man, just do it. And David said, no, don't do that. You know why? Because the Lord told him to speak that. So I'm going to take it because you know why? Because it may be that the Lord will look on my cursing and he's going to look upon these words that are being spoken against me, and he'll repay me with blessing. May it be that the Lord's going to see these unjust things that have been said about me. The Lord brought him here to, he is a murderer. He did that. That's the, re, that's the exact reason his, his kingdom's being handed over to his son. It's all true. David didn't need that condemnation, but it was true. The Lord was doing something in David's heart, and I believe it's a template for us to say, I'm not going to fight. I'm going to be meek. 
I'm going to take it. I'm going to let that 98% wrong go, go away. I'm going to take that 2% and say, Lord, repay me with blessing for this cursing today. Do this deep work in my heart. Shimmy just went away. He, it was, he was over and done with. But David is a model for us saying, I'm going to accept rebuke. Even if it's mostly wrong, I'm going to listen to what the Lord has for me in it. Amen. Let's stand together, guys. I owe you five minutes. Lord, I pray a blessing over these saints today. I'm asking, Father, that we would be quick to receive your word as oil on our head, even if that's a hard word, Lord. I pray that we would live in the fear of the Lord. God, I'm asking for every person in here to revere you as holy, as if you're examining our ways all the time, Lord. I'm asking for that reality to rest on everyone here. Rest upon us, spirit of the fear of the Lord. Rest upon us, I pray. Bless us as we go, Lord. Thank you for the work you've done here today. Bring us back together next week safely. In the name of Jesus and all God's people said, bless you guys. Bless you guys. Have such a good week.